everyone and welcome back to another episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira and I'm Em. And before we go any further, can we just talk about the fact that somehow it's still January? <laughs> I just honestly like... The month that never ends. <laughs> literally, I feel like obviously January is renowned for being quite a long month, probably, because you get paid so early in December and then it feels like it lasts forever until you get paid in January. But I think with lockdown as well, this month has just felt so long and I can't believe that it's not over yet. It really hit me the other day when it was being talked about that lockdown might end in March and I was like, but it's still January, that was so long away. (laughs) I think that's the thing, like, I'm not really a January hater, like I don't mind it, in fact I quite like the idea of a fresh month, fresh year, Um, but I think once we get January out of the way, lockdown will seem more manageable and the fact that we just can't seem to get it out of the way is really like holding me back. (laughs) No, I don't you mean, because I think once we get into February, obviously that's a really short month and you have pancake day, it's going to go really quickly, but like I think January is a month where there's no real milestone except for you know the first of January like the rest of the month is just a month so I feel like it does make it a little bit longer but we're still in January hopefully it ends at some point but um let's jump into what else we've been getting up to so what have you been doing this week so this week has been I feel like a very heavy work week perhaps maybe the heaviest work week I've had like since I started my job um Mm. which has been challenging because I feel like I'm still exhausted from you guessed it did I ever tell you I had COVID (laughs) um but it's also No, I don't think I mentioned it at all. Um, But I also like a challenge, so it has been fun to have that to occupy my time. Um, I actually took a flexi day on Friday, so I am in the midst of a long weekend. As we're recording this, it is currently Sunday morning. I'm still in bed, I'm in my pyjamas. Don't you feel like there's something so nice about a fresh Sunday? Like you've got the whole day ahead of you. It's a special day. I feel like a Sunday is just like, (laughs) Saturday is the weekend day for doing stuff. And then Sunday is the weekend day that you can just spend on yourself. And I feel like it's so nice. Exactly. Like, speaking of pancake day, I'm going to make pancakes this morning. My parents for Christmas got me this like, have you ever seen those jars that come with all of the ingredients you need for cookies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got me a pancake Mm -hmm. one for chocolate chip pancakes. So I think I'm going (gasps) to make them today. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to start a brand new reading vlog, which fills me with joy. I don't know about you, but... Like, yeah. keeping up with a reading vlog for YouTube is a bit challenging and a bit stressful because I always forget <laughs> to film. But starting a new reading vlog, you have the ultimate faith in yourself. So I'm going to do that today. Uh, last <laughs> night, me and my house had a wine and cheese night. Very cultured. I saw that yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it was lovely. Um, and also, I feel like I have been reading a great book this weekend, which I just want to mention for a second. So in 2021, almost said 2020 then, let's not hop back to Ooh, that let's year. Not. Let's not. Um, let's forget about that. <laughs> Yeah, that pushed that far to the back of my mind. Um, I've been, because I feel like what I do with reading is I'll buy new releases and read them and then buy more new releases or new books. Mm -hmm. And I forget about the books that are like, on my, have been on my shelf for over a year and I feel like this is the year to finally appreciate them and give them the time they deserve because <laughs> kind of, when I look at my bookshelves it's kind of like a little library of books that I've forgotten yeah. about so I'm trying to like go back and read books that I have forgotten about so I read Circe, I read The Most Fun We Ever Had and now I'm reading, I'm holding it up again <laughs> like anyone can see it but you can see it. Um, I can see I'm it. reading Kismet by Luke Tredgett which is so good. I cannot, this is going to be one of those books I'm 104 pages in that I'm going to get to the end of and just not, 
I'm not going to be able to believe that I let it linger on my shelves this long with being unread. <laughs> it says on like some of the little blurb or what are they called? The little tags that other people have said about the book. Um, like testimonials? Quotes. I don't know. Quotes. Yeah, testimonials. That's a good one. One yeah. of them says, if Fleabag were a book, this would be it. Which hooked me Ooh, in. Okay. And then another one says, Black Mirror meets Bridget Jones. How <gasps> incredible. Oh, I, you I actually... just hooked me. You no, just hooked me I think you'll really enjoy it. It's so interesting. So it's a... It's a book that is based on this dating app called Kismet, like the name of the book, where you, like, you open up the app and it shows you a map. And if you have a match, it'll show you where they are on the map so that you can meet them. But it'll give them a score on how compatible they are to your like to your own interests. So like they'll give you like a 76 or an 81 or whatever. And it follows this right. young woman called Anna who is a journalist. And she's just like one of those really quirky, interesting characters. I really like her. <laughs> and at the beginning of the book, it seems like she's single and she's trying to meet someone on this app. And she's looking at yeah. the highest score she can get. And she's obsessed with fi- finding a high score, perfect match. But then at the end of the mm-hmm. first chapter, which isn't really a spoiler because it is in the first chapter. And I think when I go back and read the blurb, like it is evident there. Well, I can just see, yeah, it is evident there. But I I didn't read the blurb before I went into it, that she actually already has a long-term boyfriend, soon-to-be fiancé. So it's basically like a black mirror rom-com that explores the idea that people are constantly searching for something better and their perfect match. And I think it really delves into something that, it might be a light-hearted, funny rom-com, but it delves into something that actually really is a problem in society. So I am loving this book. If you, I'm going to, yeah, this is what has made me want to start a new reading vlog because I feel like I have to talk about this because no one talks about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've been reading that. And then I've also... Uh, on Friday night I saw those season two of The Bay which is a UK crime drama I know that you're going to talk about this too um yeah and I watched season one whenever that came out and I watched all of season two in that evening like I just watched it all so it has been a good tv and reading week yeah. how has your week been well my week's been a little bit weird but we'll talk about The Bay to begin <laughs> with because seeing as we're already on the topic you obviously keep giving me TV recommendations and I'm really bad at being given recommendations for stuff and just not acting on it but for some reason when you said The Bay and then you said it was a UK crime drama I was like "Ooh, I love a crime drama yeah especially like I used to watch DCI Banks on ITV which <laughs> ages me massively I think but um I do just love, like, British crime dramas because, obviously, there is something to be said for, like, dramatic American crime dramas being interesting, but I feel like I like that British ones tend to be, like, more small communities and quite gritty um, and they kind of give off, like, CJ Tudor vibes in terms of, like, her books. So, really like that. Um, I'm currently halfway through season one. I remember it being on TV, but I just didn't get into it at the time. Like, I, I... turned it on and I was like oh I recognize these characters and I kind of had familiarity with what happened but I must have just not been paying attention when it was actually on tv but I'm really enjoying it I had a bit of a disaster last night because I was halfway through episode three and for some reason ITV hub where I was watching it was playing the um audio but the screen just kept going black so I was like ah what were you like can we get that again so that was a, a bit of a disaster but I'm going to try again today and hopefully finish season one yes, and then it's so good two. but then in terms of the rest of my week it's definitely not been an ideal situation um unlike you I've not been busy with work but I have been very busy being a, a temporary veterinary nurse because <laughs> one of my rabbits got quite ill this week she was like a bit weird last week so we decided to take her to the vets on Monday and she just wasn't 
very well. She's not interested in food or anything like that. So we've got quite a few different medicines to give her. We have to syringe feed her every hour. So essentially my whole week has just been lived 55 minutes at a time because that's all I can do before I have to do another feed or like medicine or something like that. And I feel like, yeah, I'm hoping that she is on the mend. She definitely seems better than she was at the beginning of the week, but we're still doing the syringe feeding. And I also, um, we now have two new roommates because they've moved into the bedroom with us because it's too cold outside for an ill rabbit. I'm not sure if you can hear that. Oh my God, I could hear it. I so hope the podcast picked that up. Yeah, so ironically- that was Gatsby. So Willow is the rabbit that's ill. Gatsby is not ill, but he is very ironically a rabbit with hay fever. So um, <laughs> Was that a sneeze? No way was that, that was a sneeze. sneeze. Oh. That was a sneeze. The sneezes are so cute. So poor Gatsby does uh, sneeze quite a lot. So he may be, you know, audible in this podcast, but you're just going to have to deal with His that. His timing was perfect there. It actually was. He knew we were talking about them. He's a performer. So... Um, <laughs> So but most of my week has honestly been spent in looking after the rabbits and hopefully making sure that Willow um, doesn't die, which would be nice. So, you know, that's like what the week's been. I'm talking about it quite frankly because rabbits can go downhill very quickly. So the vets were not very optimistic. So she's done a lot better than we expected, but it's just so hard to know what's going to happen. But we're, we're doing quite all right, I think. So that's been most of my week. I have also started actually making tiktoks no how come you have not told me this i need to follow it now oh my god so obviously i spend a lot of my time watching tiktok and i've been finding more and more book talk stuff um and i just thought you know what i'm just gonna go for it so i've currently got like a few tiktoks they're like aesthetic vlog type ones are like short and then there's also some like book recommendations ones but I'm having a fun time so I thought you know what can you link me it I want to watch these yeah if anyone else is interested you can find me at Kira's Corner underscore Kira spelled C-I-A-R-A so <laughs> Kira's Corner underscore on TikTok the book I'm having queen. a fun time it's just really nice because like the videos are very different to the style of videos that you'd make on YouTube because they're much shorter and snappier and there's like a few different trends and things like that and it also means I can share things I've already shared on YouTube but just in like a different format so it's quite fun. That's why I like reels on Instagram. I love creating that short form content. Yeah exactly I feel like it challenges you in a different way because you have to like think about how you can make something that's really aesthetic but conveys something in such a short amount of time and like the style of filming is very different there's obviously no talking usually so it's been fun to try and learn a different um skill um and I'm definitely enjoying it so finally out there on TikTok did I have a crisis like am I too old to be doing this but then I thought you know what it's fine live your best life exactly and going off the back of last week's episode what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail I thought you know what I'm just gonna go for it I'm gonna start a TikTok so (laughs) There we are. I cannot wait. After immediately after we stop recording this, I'm gonna watch them. And okay, I'm gonna I'm enjoy it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me nervous, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm telling myself it's fine. But yeah, so that has been my week. And also we have had so much incredible feedback about last week's episode, which I was so happy about because I know I was so happy. I feel like we definitely inspired some people to just go for it and try new things without fear of failure, which is definitely what I was hoping for from that episode. Yeah, I feel like I got quite a few lists in my DMs of people's lists of things that they would do if they knew Mm -hmm. they wouldn't fail and I was having such a good time. 
like just reading through people's lists like some of them were quite obviously light-hearted like roller skating and being an Olympic gymnast um and some of them were like more kind of achievable things that people really really want to do to progress like to the next stage of their life and it was just so mm-hmm. heartwarming to read those lists so as always if you give us feedback we really really love it we love to receive it so yeah Absolutely. I was really happy with that episode it was just a fun one to film and I was laughing as I checked it over so the process <laughs> that we do for this for this podcast is that we record it then I send we send our parts over to Jay Jay edits it he sends the finished episode to me I check it and then I like choose title and upload it and uh, when I was checking it I was actually laughing so much at the soup <laughs> there and I actually got a comment oh saying that God. we should do a weekly roundup of soups so <laughs> <laughs> petition to change this to we're spinning bowls of soup because literally (laughs) that would be a messy endeavor but yeah no (laughs) the fact that people responded to the soup part like that really made me laugh so yeah successful episode absolutely so with that being said i think that brings our weekly roundup to an end so let's jump into the main topic of the week Okay, so jumping into the main topic for this week, I'm very excited about it, but before I tell you what it is, I thought now might be a good time to mention that we typically decide to alternate who chooses the topic each week. So last week, Em chose the topic of what would you do if you wouldn't fail, which was incredible. Probably my favourite episode yet. (laughs) And I loved it. But it did fill me with a kind of dread about like (laughs) what to pick this week. I felt the pressure immensely because I was like, I need to pick something good, something interesting that people are going to like that's going to be interesting to discuss and hopefully that fills us with positive vibes because I've really been enjoying the episodes where we talk about things that just fill us with motivation and positivity and eventually that led me to the topic of the week which is (laughs) self-care. I was kind of led down this path by the fact that, as I mentioned in last week's episode, I was hosting a readathon called the Rest and Reset Readathon, and this was very much about self care as one of the key topics. We kind of decided to create prompts around the theme of mind, body, and soul, and try to fit in like self care activities that would sort of nourish and reset all of those different activities and I feel like it was a really good opportunity to see how diverse self-care can be and how you can apply it in so many different ways which I think is interesting because I think when you think about self-care the first thing that comes to mind is like Instagram self-care pamper evenings and things that maybe seem like they're only kind of exclusively available to like a certain amount of people who maybe look a certain way or earn a certain amount of money and all of that kind of stuff and it makes self-care I think seem unattainable to the point where it could maybe be even like stressful trying to tick off everything that you think you need to do in order to do self-care when actually it doesn't need to be that complicated so that's how I got to the topic of the week what are your thoughts on self-care in general (laughs) I just feel like this is such a good topic. When I was doing some research last night, because obviously you told me that this was going to be the topic, and so before mm-hmm. I went to sleep, um, I did some research on like what I was going to say, my thoughts on self-care, and I realised how inaccessible as a concept it has become. I feel like when the term self-care was originally like announced and people started talking about like what the whole concept was, it was a very like pure concept about taking care of yourself. Obviously, the definition 
I can't remember the exact definition, but the definition for self-care is something like taking deliberate action to take care of yourself. So the whole concept of self-care is to make an actual deliberate choice rather than doing something by accident to take care of yourself. And it's going to make you feel better, whether that's like physically or mentally, just an act of self-care. But I feel like it was kind of jumped on by brands and corporations and it became almost like a money-making scheme. I feel like you can't see the word self-care without associating it with a bath bomb or a face mask or some chocolate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's become something that you feel like you have to go out and get tools for in order to have like a self-care pamper evening or something like Mm. that. And I feel like along the way, the core attributes of what self-care are has somehow been lost and it seems inaccessible. Oh my gosh, was that the rabbits? That was the (laughs) rabbit. I love the rabbit content this week. And it became a little bit inaccessible, maybe like it seems like something that you have to have money to do or specific things. Whereas actually like when you strip it back, it is just about taking care of yourself. So it is going to be nice to just chat through that, talk about the simple ways that we take care of ourselves because it is such an important thing to do, especially Mm -hmm. during lockdown. Like what better time to step back and think, how am I going to take care of myself? A hundred percent. I feel like it, Obviously, there is a crossover between like pamper evenings and self-care, but they're not mutually exclusive. And it also doesn't mean that those things are not self-care, that if you engage in those things or buy into products that are marketed as self-care, that that takes away from the fact that that might be self-care for you. But I think... (laughs) Sneezing. (laughs) I think essentially it's just that self-care can be so many different things. It could be something as simple as literally just like, getting out of your pajamas because you're working from home and putting on actual clothes like there are so many different things that you can do so many different ways to apply it and I thought it would be really interesting to maybe talk about like three things that we each do as like self-care activities just to see how you know self-care can be so different from person to person so do you want to kick it off? Yeah, are we going to go one by one like usual? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, So I tried to think about things which are more like specific because obviously when I think about taking care of myself, it can be in terms of like really basic things such as making sure I get a good night's sleep or making sure that I get food in so that I can make like three meals a day that are going to be really like nutritious and like really tasty kind of thing. So they can be basic things like that. And I think it's always important to remember that self-care can be like as simple as that. Like it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this like magical experience that probably (laughs) we might talk about right now. Because obviously I've tried to make it interesting to talk about. It can just be as simple as getting an early night and that is definitely taking care of yourself. But in terms of my number one, so my number one thing that I do when I think I do it, like if I'm feeling burned out or feeling really overwhelmed, which is Mm -hmm. normally the time that I step back and think I need to practice some self self-care it almost just to go off on a tangent feels like you can't say self-care anymore without just without associating it with that like bath bomb culture do you know what I mean yeah every time I say it I think I feel like it means a different thing to what I'm about to say but that's you know obviously a whole conversation yeah um the first thing I do is I will make myself a coffee get out my file of hacks (laughs) Because I am a nerd. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, uh, it's so lovely. For Christmas, um, my mum gave me my granddad's old file of facts. I saw that. Yeah. With, um, like, brand new papers for this year in. So I lost my granddad, like, a year ago, almost exactly. Um, and and the thing that we always bonded over was, like, working and organisation and just, like, you know, like, working hard for your goals mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and so to have his file facts is just so, so special. But anyway, so another cute. tangent. <laughs> Apparently I'm feeling quite chatty this morning. Um, 
Yeah, the thing that I do is make myself a coffee, sit down with my file of facts and just like plan things out and separate things into like tangible goals and like just organize my life and organizing really feels like it resets my brain. Yeah, 100%. I feel like organizing is just such it's like definitely a meditative activity I think like you you just feel like you're resetting everything when you get organized and it makes everything feel so great like I sometimes if I'm feeling like you know I'm like I'm a bit ah I don't know what I'm doing what's going on in life which happens (laughs) quite frequently um just like I'll sit down and be like what YouTube videos am I going to film for the next three years and just like yeah all out doesn't mean that I actually stick to it but I feel like just the act of organizing (laughs) um, at a certain point and just like getting things in order in your brain definitely just immediately has a positive effect on the way that you then go about the rest of your day or week or whatever it may be yeah it just breaks things down into like bite-sized achievable goals especially like maybe if you're at work and you're feeling really really overwhelmed breaking Mm -hmm. it down just really helps so that's my number one what's your number one okay so on a similar theme um my first thing that I would do is go and put the kettle on make a cup of tea because I I just think I mean I love tea so much I'm very rarely without a cup of tea I've got a cup of tea by my side right now um it is just my my constant companion in life is a mug of tea (laughs) so (laughs) Um, I absolutely love it and I think sometimes just the act of like pausing taking a step back from whatever you may be doing especially if you're doing something that maybe feels a bit stressful and then going making the drink and then either sitting down and just drinking it as it is like not doing anything to distract you or maybe like sitting down with a tv show or something that just allows you to unwind is just such a lovely thing to do I think so anything with a cup of tea but especially taking that time just to drink it and not like go straight back to work or something like that and just take a break enjoy the hot drink try not to burn your tongue but still have a great time (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have bet my life on the fact that you were going to mention a cup of tea (laughs) (laughs) I mean you would have definitely made money on that one if you'd have bet on it because literally it's just part of me is my personality I just can't it's on brand for can't Kira. do without tea yeah um so Slight tangent before oh, we go on no, go, about tea go. so I was always a coffee drinker like I God, I can't drunk... imagine you as a coffee drinker yeah like I still do drink coffee from time to time but like I obviously I'm now like a main tea gal but <laughs> I always would drink coffee like I think I learned how to make coffee for my mum when I was like eight and I would like make it by putting the milk in the microwave and making it really fancy and I'd come home from school and have like a very milky coffee and so I drank coffee all this time and I would only have tea when I was ill until we went to Florida when I was 16 and for some reason being in America when I came back I was like do you know what would be really nice British cup of tea so I had a cup of tea when I came back from Florida and everything changed since then so I've only been this into tea since I was about 16 but it changed the game like I feel like all your stories start with going abroad and having an epiphany (laughs) it was the same with Grey's Anatomy yeah it was actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna be short of a few epiphanies lately aren't you no chance to go to Florida right now (laughs) I've not changed one bit since you know 2016 <laughs> <laughs> um so moving on to number two um i right okay i don't know if you know this about me don't know if you've ever discussed this before but i <laughs> love an impromptu dance party <laughs> i did not know this about you yeah i've been doing this for a couple of years now i was reading an article i can't remember where i saw it and it said that the the quickest way to boost your serotonin is to just have like 
just a random dance party it did say in your (laughs) underwear um don't always do it in my underwear but that is an option I do it a lot when I'm brushing my teeth I do it every day when I'm brushing my teeth so twice a day I'd have a dance party um and I have a playlist full of like hairbrush songs you know songs that just makes me want to get up and dance and I think two five minute dance parties a day really really help me to just like boost my serotonin and kind of get in that happy zone but if I'm feeling like I need a really good serotonin boost if I'm feeling like I really need to practice (laughs) self-care I'll have like a 10 minute 15 minute dance party Mm -hmm. session and it rejuvenates me and if you're wondering one of my favorite hairbrush songs is um Jenny from the Block (laughs) Oh my god, did not see that coming. What a throwback. It's such a good hairbrush wow. song. Play it, I promise it'll make you feel like you're on top of the world. Absolutely love that. And 100% big fan of dance parties. Um, and they also, surprisingly, like in terms of exercise, do actually like get your heart rate up and burn quite a few calories. Like not that do they? We're, we're calorie people, but I um, use my Fitbit to like track workouts and stuff just for like length and heart rate and things like that. And I did a leg day workout the other day um and I'd just been doing leg workouts at the gym like for over an hour and I do cardio all that kind of stuff obviously gyms are now closed so I did my first leg workout at home there's less exercises less um equipment and all of that kind of stuff but I also had Taylor Swift on and in between every single set I was just dancing and especially when uh, long story short came on it was like you just be warm to it it's a bop isn't it 100% I think once you actually like just get get moving to it it's great so and I burnt more calories in that home workout that was only 45 minutes less equipment less weights less time than I did in like an hour and a half leg session at the gym so I am attributing that 100% to dancing to Taylor Swift between sets so yeah Getting a good bop on your playlist is life-changing. It is. I have to say, I would never want anyone to see me dancing to these things because I'm in my head, like, choreographing all kinds of stuff, but I'm not a dancer, so it probably doesn't look that great, but I'm having a great time while I do it. <laughs> Love it. Um, and then on the theme of movement, I guess we've, I've like, unintentionally connected self-care. Yeah, that's a good word. But um, <laughs> the next thing on my list as a self-care activity is yoga. Probably unsurprising given the fact that I'm a yoga teacher, but actually I think since becoming a yoga teacher, it's become more of a conscious thing for me to actually do yoga myself because I have to separate teaching yoga and actually doing it for myself because although I'm still, like, doing the movements whilst I'm teaching it it's not quite the same as actually going to a class and being completely like present in the moment and just going through the movements so actually taking time to do a yoga class is very much an act of self-care I used to absolutely love being able to go into the studio because then you just completely are immersed in the yoga experience and that is just such a lovely thing I used to love going to a Friday evening class after work and it would just be absolutely wonderful or I'd often go to before work classes and it was just a great way to either start or end my day. At the moment it's not quite the same because all classes are on Zoom but even still I definitely notice like a boost in sort of like serotonin and energy and just like a sense of calmness when I take a little bit of time to practice yoga. Again, I would have bet my life on (laughs) the fact that yoga would come up. I feel like it's so nice when you can predict people's self-care I'm like, so predictable. <laughs> routines. No, you're not predictable. I just think it's like, it's just very on brand for Kira. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe I went too far out of the box. I just didn't want, like... No, I, I loved feel, it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew um, coffee was going to be in there. 
Yeah, coffee, like, coffee and organisation and music, I feel like are pretty standard things in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, My third one that I've picked is actually the only one that does require, like, leaving the house and, you know, like, maybe spending a bit of money because although self-care doesn't directly have to be tied to that and they aren't mutually exclusive, like we've said, it can, you know, it can take place in that form. Sorry Mm -hmm. to just be a complete hypocrite. Um, (laughs) But when I'm feeling, like really burnt out or really like I just need to focus like maybe on myself um and like take deliberate action to make myself feel better something that I really love to do is especially now that I live in York it is so healing living in York just in general it's so (laughs) beautiful um but I will go for a walk and I will like go into Waterstones obviously not at the moment not during a pandemic um and just like we were talking about this uh whilst we were waiting to record this episode going in and just reading the blurbs of books not knowing what Mm. book I'm gonna pick and just like book shopping in its like truest form where you don't have any idea what you're going to buy and you haven't heard of any of the books before um because we were talking about that because that's the reason I picked up Kismet which is the book I was talking about in my roundup um I had never heard of that before and I just picked it off the shelf thought it sounded good bought it so that kind of like book shopping experience followed by a solo you know like hot chocolate trip in one of the York cafes I just find so restorative I love going to places on my own like I used to be the type of person that would hate going anywhere on my own and having to be like Mm -hmm. you know the person sitting on their own but now it's one of my favorite things to do like going and ordering a drink and sitting on my own and just like either like maybe reading a few pages of the book I just bought or going on Instagram or just listening to music or just people watching or writing just like any of the things that I love doing on my own kind of reminds me that I am independent and that I like you know, like, mm-hmm. can take care of myself. And so that whole experience just, I find, is, like, my absolute go-to, you know, like, act of self-care that is, like, an emergency <laughs> one. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I'm, like, whoa, I need a happiness boost, that's what I'll do. That's Obviously not right it. now, but in general. Love it. I, I had a feeling, like, I knew that going for a walk and probably getting yeah. hot chocolate was going to be on this <laughs> list. So I intentionally did not put walks and going out to buy coffee on my list, although I definitely agree there's definitely something to be said for taking yourself out getting out of your like sort of environment that you're in all the time especially in a lockdown circumstance um and also being able to do it on your own is really good as well because I think something important in self-care is that you're taking action for yourself and sort of taking ownership of your own happiness and well-being and I think that's a really good way to remind yourself that it does kind of sit with you to take control of those things and you don't need to rely on other people to do it and I think going out and do things on your own is a great reminder of that. So with that in mind although I definitely think that is an act of self-care that I absolutely love going out for walks is wonderful the thing that I have selected is another home-based activity and that is baking. I absolutely love baking. It's something that I don't do often enough. Um, usually I'll do it if I'm filming a vlog because I'm like, if I'm going to bake it, I might as well get some Quality content, content. Out of it. <laughs> But I used to bake all the time. I had a food blog and I would bake literally every single week. Um, but I don't really do it so much anymore. And obviously it can be expensive buying new ingredients all the time. So obviously you don't want to do it if it's going to add extra stress on. But I think sometimes just picking a really simple recipe, an old favourite, something that you know you're going to love, maybe something that you can share with other people because I know I really enjoy when I make something and other people like it. And just sort of... (laughs) Was that sneezing again or was that just some rabbit noises? No, that's sneezing. The only noise you're going to hear is sneezing. Bless you, Gatsby. Um, But yeah, so baking, 
is absolutely wonderful. Although I will say I do need to work on my um, ability to share. I do love when people like my recipes, but I think I got used to being the only vegan, so I would like make something and like generally speaking, people wouldn't really eat it because some people in my house are like, ah, vegan, that's disgusting. And I'm like, you eat vegan things all the time just without realizing it. But as soon as you put the label on it, people get a bit weird about it. So I would often make things and just eat them myself. I've made a few things recently that people have really liked. The first one was cinnamon rolls and I ended up only eating two of the cinnamon rolls because the rest of them got eaten by other people, which I know is a good thing. But then I was like, ah, I wanted more of those cinnamon rolls. And then as you saw in my vlog from last weekend, I made the Biscoff cheesecake. Oh my gosh. And obviously I wasn't going to eat a whole cheesecake myself. I'm not crazy, but I did want the last slice and I was like so excited for it on like I think it was like Wednesday evening and I was like I'm gonna have the last slice after dinner and then I went downstairs and it was no. gone it was gone a modern day tragedy hey the last slice I was like surely there's some kind of like common courtesy to check with the person who made the cheesecake before you eat the final slice but apparently not so anyway I've gone on the right (laughs) tangent here but um (laughs) baking is self-care making food sharing it with other people trying to work on your own personal issues with sharing food um (laughs) is great as well so that's kind of I'm picturing the um the Ross from Friends you know the episode where someone eats a sandwich that's what I'm picturing I am I'm really bad I don't know what it is I just I don't like sharing food and it does kind of get to me like I'll buy some crisps or something that are like specifically vegan and Jay's mum will want to eat them and I'll be like but you've got other crisps in the cupboard that you can eat and I can only eat these ones because they're vegan and she gets really annoyed because of how much I don't like to share food this but, is revealing a side um, to you I just didn't know was I know. there I'm I, I just like I think if I'm prepared in my head to share food beforehand then it's fine but if I have bought something for myself and then someone else just is like going and helping themselves then I'm like what are you doing did you buy this food no you didn't buy your own food <laughs> And this is like an expose on Kira Foster. We did say that last week revealed a lot about me and this week... I know. It's revealed a lot about you and we're not even up to the agony ant section. You're not a food sharer. But I do think in general, like, food is such a self-care, like, opportunity. Mm. I think sometimes setting out all the ingredients, making something completely from scratch and then getting to share the results with people is just so satisfying. 100%. And I do think as well, like... Again, kind of like making your cup of tea is my first self-care activity. There's so many ways to do it. Like, obviously, I mean, not in terms of actually making the tea. That's pretty simple. But, like, (laughs) you can, you know, consciously choose to just, like, drink it in silence and just, like, enjoy it with yourself. You could sit down with a friend and have a cup of tea together. You could watch TV show. You could take it back to your desk and do work or writing or whatever it may be. And the same kind of goes with baking, where you can kind of tap into what it is that you need at that specific time whether that is like a tv show to comfort you and keep you company whether that's talking to someone as you're baking or whether that is just like purely focusing on the act of like putting the food together and making it and I just think it's really great because you can it's always going to be a self-care activity but you can really tailor it and make it work for whatever it is that you need on that specific day. Are you um, in marketing for cups of tea because you just sold me and I don't even like tea? (laughs) Honestly not gonna lie how many times have I looked at like tailors of Harrogate to see whether Yorkshire Tea is hiring anyone in marketing because that would be the dream. (laughs) I think you'd be the ideal candidate. Literally, I feel like I drink so many cups of tea. I talk about tea nonstop. My YouTube channel is an advertisement for tea. <laughs> I am me. 
<laughs> so I think that brings our discussion of self-care to an end. I hope this has kind of opened up your mind to self-care. If you have been someone who is just like, I'm not into face masks, I don't like pamper evenings, I can't afford all of that stuff, the self-care can be more simple. And I think often it's less about the activity itself and more so about the intention behind it that makes it an act of self-care. And it yeah, really is personal definitely. to you and what you need at that time. We would love for you to share some of your self-care activities with us or anything that you recommend as like a great self-care activity because we love to hear from you guys. Always open for more self-care opportunities. 100%. So with that being said, let's jump into the next section. So welcome back to our Agony Ant column. I feel like I always start this section with like an obvious smile. Like when you listen to this, I feel like you can hear that I'm smiling. You can I hear just, the joy. I just love this column so, so much. And as always, you guys sent in some excellent questions. So thank you again for sending those in. Um, and I think mm. we're going to announce it at the end of the episode, but we actually have a better way for you to give us questions. Um, Exciting. Yeah, we'll wait until the end to announce that. So the first question that we have this week is... I am really bad at timekeeping and I am always late for everything. Do you have any tips for getting to places on time? So (laughs) I feel like I, yeah, do you want to go first? I was just going to say, I feel like this is calling me out because I (laughs) feel like the older I've gotten, the worse I've become at timekeeping. Do you know what? I think you're always early to everything. I think you're excellent at timekeeping. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe it depends then like I think if I'm actually traveling somewhere so like if I'm traveling to York or if I'm going to work or something I generally get there like extremely early. I was gonna say yeah bad at timekeeping in the sense that you're early. But then I if I'm just meeting people near my house I have a tendency I feel like it's probably just my family actually I'm like I end up being really late and I I'm not that great at it but um yeah wow maybe I'm better at timekeeping than I thought what a revelatory yeah no I would say that like you can't share food but you can keep time (laughs) (laughs) so like for every bad quality you've got (laughs) what morbid thought (laughs) I mean I'm hoping not anytime soon but eventually yeah no what I don't know what to say now (laughs) I mean, timekeeping. What are your tips? All right, yeah. I kind of forgot where we were, all that talk of gravestones. Um, Yeah, so I feel like I only have one real tip for this because in general, I don't struggle. Do you think I struggle with timekeeping? Maybe when we're about to record a podcast episode, I'll be late. (laughs) And also, that was a laugh that was like, yes. (laughs) It's difficult for me to judge because, like you said, I am usually early when we meet so yeah which reflects badly on me because I'm never like really you're just on time yeah um but I think my tip for this one would be so say if you're going somewhere to meet someone try and think of something that you would really enjoy doing that you can do on the way that you need extra time for so like say if I was going to meet you in town I'd be like Mm -hmm. okay so if I leave 15 minutes earlier then I will be able to walk along the river or drink every time I talk about walking along the river, (laughs) honestly. Um, Or if I set off 15 minutes early, I can get a takeaway coffee on the way. (laughs) Drink Mm -hmm. every time I talk about getting a takeaway (laughs) coffee. Um, And then the bonus of that is if you are early, then you can do that enjoyable thing. And if you aim for it and fail, then you might just be regular on time. But either way, you'll avoid being late. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. I also was just going to suggest lying to yourself about what time you need to be somewhere. (laughs) Um, 
And if you know you're really bad at timekeeping and you're, say, for example, meeting a friend, try and have a liaison with them in advance of any future meetings and say, I want you to lie to me about what time we're meeting in future. Because I think if you lie to yourself, it's harder to make yourself I was going to say that. Yeah, you can't really lie to yourself, but... Yeah. So, like, for example, in my sense, you could lie to me and tell me that we're meeting, like earlier than we actually are so that no way no later than we actually are later than we actually are because then you might turn up on time and not too early exactly yeah so like it could work either way but yeah if you speak to your friends obviously it won't work so much in the sense of like say if you're going to be late for a job interview you just need to pull your socks up and actually get there on time because (laughs) it's just not going to work out but yeah I think various circumstances just trying to become stricter with yourself try to set off early maybe plan out your time prior to leaving the house so that you have more of an idea of like everything you need to get done in order to leave the house so that maybe you do them on time and then that means you can leave on time and basically just trying to get stricter with yourself get in a good routine and before long you'll probably be on time all the time yeah and if you're a bookworm like us um or well I'm just gonna go for the bookworm but you can adapt it to your hobby tell yourself that for every time you make it on time somewhere you'll put a pound in a jar and then you can buy books with the money bribe yourself basically. that's a lovely one that is lovely I love that yeah and yet, like you say if you get somewhere on time or even early then you can get yourself a hot chocolate as well so exactly really nice. just bribe yourself it always works bribing it, yeah it's not very ethical but then I think when it's with yourself you can kind of get away with it and it works out in the end exactly so we'll go for the bribery so that's our first agony aunt question the second one I think slightly less light-hearted <laughs> yeah. um, is about someone feeling bad um, for feeling as though they want to distance themselves from a friend so I guess kind of talking about what to do when friendships feel like they're coming to an end or perhaps only one of you feels like it's coming to an end like what do you do should you feel bad and all that kind of stuff which is a complicated issue I feel like breakups are talked about all the time but friendship breaks up breakups breaks not <laughs> friendships breaks ups and not so much a like common topic but obviously in the same way that romantic relationships may end as you you know grow apart from someone or no longer feel compatible it only makes sense that friendships and other relationships would you know have those same patterns and that's not to say that every friendship has an expiry date but not every friendship is going to be a forever friendship and so I feel like You shouldn't feel bad for that, although I think it is important, depending on the circumstances, to remember that your friend or perhaps ex-friend is a person as well, and I think they deserve, you know, something from you to, like, kind of indicate your feelings on the matter. Obviously, if they've done something really terrible to you, then that's not quite the same, but if it's just a case of having grown apart, or maybe that friend seems like they want to be closer to you than you do to them it might be nice I think to give them some kind of explanation or just like be honest about your feelings because I think you don't need to feel guilty about not wanting to be friends with them but if you just completely go someone who was a friend then I think maybe that is a reason to feel a bit guilty because it's not something I think that we'd want to be treated like so it wouldn't be a nice way to treat someone else definitely I think when you like look at life as not just like a series of present like present events when you look at life as a whole Mm. it's definitely a case of people dipping in and out of your life and meeting people and then leaving a mark on your on your life and then them dipping out again I think that's very very natural and as you say it's something that is accepted with romantic relationships I definitely Mm. think like my mantra on romantic breakups is 
it's it's it can be someone's prerogative or it is someone's prerogative my, i don't know my mantra very well clearly <laughs> really but um like it is always like someone's prerogative to break up with you if they want to you can't force someone to stay in your life and you shouldn't like they shouldn't be forced to stay there like it's totally mm-hmm. fine for people to come in and out of your life because i think experiences that you have with people have a lot of value at the time that you have them but they don't have to have that value forever you can just look back on them and see the mark that person has left on your life Mm. and I think it's the same with friendships too yeah I definitely think that you know not everyone because we change as people we are constantly changing constantly evolving the things that we can offer people and can be offered by people changes as well and so it's very natural to have people kind of to grow distant from people I know that I've definitely had that situation in my life I know that I'll probably still have it like to come hopefully not with you this is a little bit sad to discuss together like yeah no don't leave me um (laughs) (laughs) but I think it is very very natural to have friends at different points in your life and who knows you might grow back with them if it isn't like a really negative issue that you're dealing with here if it's just a sense of drifting apart you can always drift Mm. back together again so I think don't feel bad about it It it's so natural and at the end of the day you only get one life and you don't want to feel like you are forced to do certain things in that life because it it is only short and as long as you treat the situation with the care and respect that it deserves like Kira said so maybe communicate that you're I don't know it's a difficult one how do you communicate with someone that you don't want to be friends but I don't think you have to communicate it that way just maybe communicate that there are things that you're trying to prioritize in your life so you might you know you might be distant um Mm. It's a hard one because obviously we don't know the exact situation here, but I think as long as you communicate and treat the person with respect as you would like to be treated, you shouldn't feel bad for this because I think it is just life. People come and go and that is very, very natural and okay. 100%. I feel like the main thing to keep in mind is that you are well within your rights to have the relationships that you want, whether that is romantically or in terms of friends, that is your right and you shouldn't feel like you are staying in relationships or friendships just to benefit the other person because you do have to put yourself first. But in terms of managing that distancing or complete cutting off of a relationship, I think it's just important to think about, like you said, Em, respect for the other person and just acting in a way that reflects how you would want to be treated if the shoe was on the other foot. So definitely a tricky circumstance and one that is difficult to navigate but is definitely doable I think but just try to be considerate and respectful absolutely and I think it's something that should be talked about more because as you say we put a lot of kind of thought into romantic breakups but we don't often talk about friend breakups um Mm. but they happen all the time and they don't necessarily have to be a dramatic series of events exactly sometimes it can just be you don't need to have a conversation because two friends sometimes know when they're drifting apart and that's okay um yeah it just needs to be talked about more I feel like because people don't discuss the fact that I think there's this like narrative that friendships are forever but romantic relationships Mm. don't have to be whereas actually yeah they're all relationships they're all the connections we have with people and I know Mm. that we like to romanticize things like this because we like books (laughs) like conversations with friends which are relationship studies about friendship and romantic we I feel like we put maybe a lot more thought into this than other people would um but yeah it's definitely 100 percent. but yeah no it's definitely a case of this is a very natural thing and good luck with it and just be considerate but yeah i think it's just important to know that 
all relationships are extremely complicated not everything comes down to just like a dramatic like you say event that causes something to end which can be really horrible but also kind of gives you that clean break that maybe you'd be looking for whereas when these kind of like distant things happen is where it does get complicated so you're 100% within your right to feel unsure about how to tackle it but I think just sort of tap into what feels right for you because ultimately I think your gut instinct will lead you on this and yeah just be considerate in whichever course of action you choose to take. But I think that brings our agony ant section to yep. an end so as promised a few minutes ago we do have an exciting announcement to make. <laughs> Drum roll! <laughs> which is that we well yeah we are but i hope you like us guys please (laughs) please like us we need that validation (laughs) yeah right it's getting towards the end of the episode and we always get a bit wacky at the end so let's round this up the exciting announcement is that we officially have an instagram you can find us on instagram at we're spinning plates so nice and easy to find us Um, and on there we'll be sharing updates about the podcast but the main reason that we decided to set up this instagram was that it would be a really easy place for you to be able to suggest topics for the episodes as well as leave any agony ant questions that you want us to talk about in the podcast it means that We'll both see them really easily. It'll be a great place to have discussions. And of course, if you have any feedback for the episodes as well, then that'll be a great place to leave that. And I'm just very excited. I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I feel like it's definitely, it definitely overwhelms me to have multiple Instagrams that I am linked to. Um, (laughs) But I have faith that this will be a great place for us to gather agony ant questions and also just chat with you guys, maybe about the things that we've discussed in the episode. So like your small joys or the things that you wish you would do if you you wouldn't fail or your acts of self-care. It's a great place for us to maybe have those discussions. So I'm hyped me too i think it's going to be a lot of fun so definitely go and find us over there if you want to be up to date with the podcast or if you want to share any of your thoughts or requests with us because we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that and sharing anything that you guys want us to so with that in mind thank you very much for listening to another episode and we'll see you next week see you next week